All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Steve Coates, and you're watching Nasty Knuckles. And if you do this show, you get water. Listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast, with your host, Derek Nasty Sutter and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer, Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off. Alright, welcome back. What's happening, Nasty? What's up, Rigorelia? Zit, looking good? Oh, you two all the same. What, the official thing? <laughs> Not a big dizzle. Um, what's going on, brother? This is it. How was Cali? It was good. Yeah. Sun was shining. Yeah, sun was shining. Me and Debo and Baller, we're just grinding here in Jersey, and you're out there laying on the beach. That's been nice. You Cartsy? We you Jeff Carter out there? No, I didn't see him out there. No, no. I didn't see him. Out. No. He looked pretty tan. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we'd get burnt if we walked outside right now. But well, The sun is just as hot here on the East Coast. Well, I'm or... just glad you were enjoying yourself. No, I was. You know I'm what I mean? Glad um, you were enjoying yourself as well. Uh, I really wasn't, to no. be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Power washing. Yeah, <laughs> power washing. It's been a lot of fun. My pool looks like... Bunch of animals died in it. Uh, I don't know. Swamp. Uh, yeah, it didn't look good. Uh, but uh, anyway, a little hockey talk here. Hockey uh, talk. Playoffs going on. Um, Flyers are needing to hire a new coach. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Flyers didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> 
That's not what I was going to pretty, pretty sure we knew that in January. Yeah. That's old news, that. <laughs> that, that, that. That's old news. Sorry. Uh, no, it's just going to say uh, a little little playoff talk here, and uh, Flyers are looking for a head coach. Yes, they are. Uh, we've heard a few Desperately. names. Yeah, John Tortorella, um, Barry Trotz. Um, Jimmy Montgomery heard his name. I'm not sure if he's uh, been interviewed. I, I heard his name a while back. Um, who else are we missing? Uh, a little uh, scoop there on. Uh, yeah, Rick Tockett, oh. maybe. And then we heard a scoop from our boy Baller about Mike Vellucci, Ooh. who has been an assistant in Pitt um, under uh, Sully there, who's a really good coach, obviously. He's done a tremendous job in Pittsburgh. But I'm going to uh, go on a limb and say if he's chosen as the head coach in Philly – that they're going to burn the shit down. It could be a couple meltdowns. <laughs> and, and not, Considering and, the competition, no matter how good his yeah, resume and is. you know what? Exactly, and it's not his fault. I'm not saying he no, could yeah. be. He's probably I mean, amazing. He's probably a great coach, and it could be. I just think the fan base might have a meltdown. Yeah, um, but if he if they did and he came in and. and as long as they win, then the, they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll settle down. But Turned around. Nothing against him. Don't even know uh, the coach, but. Um, if he's being considered, then he's definitely a good candidate. Yeah, sure. I would say that. But there are some pretty uh, A-list names there. Exactly. Um, for the Flyers. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Kind of hoping they do it soon, you know, with the draft com- you know, coming up. and um, I think they might wait till the end of the, the Stanley, Stanley Cup, Cup playoffs. playoffs yeah. yeah, and then um, announce it. Yeah, so uh, Edmonton, the, the final Canadian team, yep. uh, they got Toast. swept. Um, I didn't see them getting swept, I'll be honest. Yeah, uh, I agree. They, Smitty, I, like, he had a tough time. Yep. He had a tough time in the series. I thought they were going to pull out game four last night they, yeah, when they got up two, tough. but, uh, man, did that go away quick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> real quick. No kidding. But um, Leon Dreisaitl played. He looked like he was playing on a broken foot. I don't know the how guy the hell battled. you played a high ankle sprain. I think he played 10 minutes in the first period. It's incredible. With a high ankle sprain. and Never uh, seen anything like it. Guys struggled a lot last night getting back to the bench. They showed him, and they talked a lot about it, but uh, – Edmonton's coming, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. They no, were, you know, Gretzky and, and uh, Talk and all those guys, Biz, they were talking about it last night. Uh, you know, they, they got to get a number one goalie. Yep. Um, nothing yep. against Smitty. I think he's got a year left on his contract anyway, and he's a never heard a bad word about him. Great guy. You know, I'm sure he probably sees the writing on the wall with that. Hopefully he gets to stay because I think the players love him from yeah. what I've heard. Oh, for sure. Um, and he's a battler, but he had a tough he had a tough time last night again. But uh, – what about this Tampa Rangers series? Yeah, you know what? It's, it's it's interesting. I didn't know what to think about the Rangers going into it, but man, they're looking they're looking good, man. They're they were looking, down three one against Pitt. Relentless. And, you know, with a team like Pitt, with Sid and Malkin and Latang and Jeff Carter and, and uh, the other players they have, like I thought that series was over. I agreed, and yeah. I was kind of shocked because Sturkin had such a good year. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't look like himself in the first round, but he's coming around now. I think. Whoever Colorado gets, you're definitely facing a way better goalie than you've seen yeah, this, exactly. th- thus far in the playoffs. Um, but I got to give Tampa credit. I, I thought they were they were getting ready to go down three uh, nothing the other night, and they found a way to win. That's, that's the thing about them; they're not going to be an easy out. No, 100%. they know how to got win. Experience, yep. Playing without Braden Point, I think, is going to end up hurting them a little bit. But mm-hmm. we'll For see sure. what happens. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's interesting. The Rangers are. A lot more relentless than I than I thought. Yeah, I mean, obviously true. you said both Pitt, but 
Yeah, it's gonna be t- it's gonna be. I think it might go seven, yeah. and then you know, T- whoever goes game, up against. Yeah, tonight's game will be really interesting if if they find a way to tie it. If you're the Rangers, like oh boy, yeah, because you know they know how to fight. win, man. They yeah. know how to win. So got that Wiley experience, yeah. the Wiley veterans they, there. And, yeah, they they've you would think they have to start running out of gas. I mean, just think of all the hockey. They yeah, played, you think about that, you know? right? The last. Well, no, we're now going into three, three years, right? Yeah. I mean, very shortened off seasons and it's a yeah, lot of games, a, a lot, lot of, of games to stay healthy hockey. for too, right? I mean, think about that. It's impressive, but yeah, we will see. Yes. All right, Nast, episode 76. Woo. Ready to go? Ready to roll. This episode was presented to you by Cureleaf, cureleaf.com, medical marijuana dispensary in Pennsylvania. Check them out for all your pain management needs. Episode 76, let's go. Let's go. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Settlemeyer. This week, we are so lucky to have, basically how you got to introduce this guy as an absolute fucking legend in Philadelphia. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Nasty. I was actually really surprised when uh, you guys called me up and said you wanted me to come on the show. Uh, I'm a huge fan. What? No, not you, Cote. The other Steve Coates. Currently, the color commentator for the Philadelphia Flyers. He's done it all. TV, radio, he's a star. He is a star, Mr. Steve Coates. Coates, Ross, always a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, Coatesy, what's up? Oh, what's up? Oh, <laughs> boy, I'll tell you what. Just, it's nice to be on the right side of the ground. That's all. Yeah, really right. Important. You say you've been around a long time, long time, <laughs> long time. You're gonna be around a long, long time. Oh, Coatesy, yeah. you're kicking, like a fine baby. wine, Coatesy. What's yes. that? You're like a fine wine. Oh. Well, that's probably why I had that heart problem, because I drank it so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, Coatsy, so uh, first off, you're a huge golfer. I know you have, uh, haven't been able to play this summer. Are you okay with that? I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm in a little bit of a sabbatical for a week. Okay. So, um, and then I'll get right back at it. We'll play for two, three months and get back to the hockey season. Yeah, that's right. Right uh, on. I've... Uh, I was surprised when uh, you were able to come in the morning. I said to Riles, I'm like, he didn't have a tea time? Like, well, g- guess what? <laughs> I would have dropped everything for you guys. Oh, uh, okay, so don't I worry appreciate that. There was no, <laughs> there was no question. Okay, I'm driving up. Oh, Coatsy, you're the man. Uh, so uh, where do you want to start, Riles? I, I was going to say maybe start these days, like what's going on? Obviously, you're taking a sabbatical from golf, but uh, uh, what's going on with you these days? Not really. I mean... Um, I was I was actually going to retire uh, back in the beginning of February, and I uh, regrouped and talked to some people and decided I was going to keep going. And uh, um, I didn't want to end on the way that it right. yes, was this sure. year because it was such a tough year. So um, nothing's changed. I, I'm uh, uh, going to go again and, and keep going. I, I, I don't know if I could not do it. Uh, I've been doing it so long. I don't know what I would do. I don't want you to even think of that word retire, buddy, because yeah. it's uh, it's a pleasure listening to you and and all the stuff that you Thank do. You, you 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 bring so much. Even in a year like this, just listening to you and uh, and your partner Timmy, it's just you still bring bring like, the energy. You, yeah, you bring the energy, and it's tough when it's like this because I was on the that side of it with you guys uh, when I worked for the team, and they were tough years. You, you got to go in there with a positive attitude, and you can't. You can't have, you know, you can't be negative. You got to try to build it up even when it's really bad, you know? Well, you know, <laughs> you guys know better than anybody that when it goes bad, the skating 
Skates are bad. The plane ride was bad. The train ride was bad. There isn't anything that was good when things go bad. Right. And so you put it behind you and you move forward. I mean, um, in the 40 years I've been doing this, uh, we've had a lot of great times and we've had a lot of tough times. I mean, back in the early 90s when we missed the playoffs five straight years, Mm. um, that was not very good. We were the smallest team in the National Hockey League. So... Uh, I think it's got to look at it as a half-full situation, not half-empty, and come around and say, okay, we're going to get better. Everything's going to be good. Look at the New York Rangers, a perfect example. They yeah, turned it around 100%. in two years. No two years ago, they're telling the people, just relax, don't worry. Well, I, I think that that's the same thing that we have to look at. I think you've got to look at the opportunities. Nobody would ever have dreamt about the injuries that we had this year. I, I mean, know. just think about it. Yeah. We lost four starting centers to begin the year you got thompson broussard couturier and hayes yeah you don't win without and then if you don't get your kids come up and fill in do a good job because it makes it even tougher so there's a lot of different things that happen but we'll just put it behind us forget about it and move forward because that's the only thing you could do and i i trust chuck fletcher to do the good job and and everybody's trying their tail off to be able to get this thing back on the right track yeah Yeah, there's you know we've talked about this a lot cozy there's nothing you can do. I mean, I understand the frustration with fans and and everybody and the players. I mean, my the, one of the funny things is we've talked about before is uh, I think it was uh, Jimmy Rollins had told JVR years ago. He uh, he said the one thing about Philly is the fans think they want to win more than you do, and there isn't one fan that's more upset than everyone involved with the Flyers that's organization right. and players. Right. I mean, it's not fun. And they're not not trying, but when you have injuries, I mean, you you brought up the four centermen. How about Ellis? I mean, that was a key part Huge. for this team. Number one defense. Uh, yeah, to to play with Provorov, and he played five five games. Four, I think. Right? Yeah, four. No, I think he played four. Four yeah. had five points in four games. Yeah. <laughs> so if that's any indication, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying he could have rolled like that all year, but yeah. he's a hell of a hockey player, and he was missed because you're not expecting that. You can't. You can't fill that void. Okay. Right. Okay. No. All of a sudden, and, and, you know, it was tough on Ivan because all of a sudden he's exactly. out there and he's like a fish out of water because he's playing. And I'm not saying that the other partners he had, but you take a guy like Ellis and put it with Provorov, you're talking about a really good tandem. Yes. So you 100%. take that out of your element and now you're struggling from your number one and number two and you've missed your centers. And it's just like it was a, if what could happen, happened oh, and, yeah. and, or what could go wrong went wrong and, yes. and it was just a one after another and it was just unbelievable the things that happened with this hockey club and you know and you're right like people fans have come up to me and say uh boy i can't watch that well guess what anytime you feel depressed i gotta describe it <laughs> <laughs> yeah right but, and, and i say that in, because it, that's yeah. it was just so yeah. locked out because yeah. it, it was unbelievable it's a shit show i mean yeah. you, you every day like we're you know we're constantly watching following everything and and uh we just like turn i get a text from riles or ball or debo like and it's like dude brassard's hurt now this you know farabee's hurt yeah and we're like yeah. what the f-? like you cannot catch Can't even a script break. it and you know i'm not no one's making excuses and neither were the players or the team it is what it is but you have to that's an excuse to me like when you have that many guys out like, there's, oh I no, mean, it's it, not two guys. You're looking at a ton of guys. Ex, there's a, I think there's a, a, a difference between being an excuse and a reason. Right. right. That's a reason. Yes. It's right there in front of you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you can't do anything about it. You can't do anything about it. And all, you, you try, 
okay, all of a sudden you change your coach, you try to change a little bit of the attitude. But uh, when you're missing that many people, good luck. Yeah. I don't think you'd want to stand behind that bench and look down and say, yeah. who's going to be on my power play? <laughs> no, right? yeah. I know. When half of them are sitting in the stands. It's demoralizing. And it makes it hard. It makes it really hard. So uh, put that behind us. It goes down as uh, one of the, re- you know, yep. just part of the, the history and let's move forward. Yeah. It's all it. about the logo. Okay, for me, as long as I've been around there. And that comes from, you know, Mr. Steiner. And I think that Dave Scott and Valerie are trying to embrace that. I think they're doing a good job. They want to win, too. Everybody wants to go after everybody. But the bottom line is, is that they want to win. Everybody wants to win. And once we start winning again, everything will be just fine. Yep. 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 All the boo birds go away once you start winning, right? All the negative energy around it. Yeah. And yeah, it's hard. It, it, it's hard being in, for a player. The yep. player's awesome. looking over his shoulder all the time. Yep. And then getting booed after a period and things like that. Nah, it's It's, it's hard. tough, yeah. Yeah, it's not fun. And you, you have a skill. I mean, Nasty kind of alluded to it, but to, and you, so did you, describing, you know, in this case, a, a frustrating season. Actually putting that into words and communicating that is not an easy thing to do. On the other side of it, you do a hell of a job when things are going well, Thank right? You. I mean, it's a, it's a different it's energy. It's a lot easier. It's Let a me, lot easier. It, it's an interesting question, Rouse. It's... Uh, <sighs> The broadcast is directly proportional to the result of the game. You win the game, it's a great broadcast. You lose the game, it's a bad broadcast. And when you do these types of games, uh, if there's nothing going on, it becomes work. Like, what am I going to say now? If it's a good game, it's just... Yeah, click it flows kind of like just sitting here right now. We don't have to worry about it because we're all good friends and we're going to talk. So we'll just talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what we do on the air. We can. T- but if it's a struggle, oh, my. <laughs> I mean, like, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, you, I'm just fishing for stuff to talk about. You're fishing. Right? Yeah. yeah. And you're, you go, well, like nothing's happened. All we, it's been a like a horse race for the last 10 minutes. What do you want to say? Well, it's been a horse race. Yeah. I've actually <laughs> a couple of times I said this year, I said, I analyze for a living. And I just want to tell you right now, everybody, that there's nothing going on in this game. <laughs> I couldn't be more honest. Yeah, right. It was just deadly. Nobody was hitting. We had to lay the guy off that was counting hits. <laughs> but outside of that, it yeah, was right. fine. Oh, no, he had to work. I know I believe it. He got oh. up on his hands. He had five. We got to yeah, go right. home. Five tonight. But no, there was nights that were like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I know. Yeah, there was some sleepers for sure. So hopefully... Uh, Boys can bounce back. It'll be listen. It's nobody gets more disappointed than anybody than the the, the fans and the the people that work for the Flyers. Everybody wants to win. Yep. Yeah. But it didn't work out that way. Put it behind us. Let's move forward. Yeah. yeah. You have to. It's the only thing you can do. That's right. So what's going on in the off season? Yeah, we talked about golf. Um, do you watch any playoffs? I I didn't watch last night's game. Um, uh, but I have watched a lot of the playoffs, and I think that uh, um. In watching these teams and, and watching what they have as far as their ingredients to become successful is something that we should be looking at. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of different things happening right now and, and what you need to be successful in the National Hockey League right now. And I think that, you know, our management's looking at it and saying, okay, we got to start with our coach who we bring in as a coach. What kind of players do we need in to be able to fill in the gaps that we need to be successful? Yep. And uh, I think when you take a look at your center position – uh, you've got Couturier and uh, Hayes as your number one and two. Um, I tell you what, a, a player that really all of a sudden came on at the end of the year, and I was I was really disappointed in a long 
for a long time, but Morgan Frost, yeah. all mm-hmm. of a sudden, it was like somebody put a switch on and turned the switch on, and he all of a sudden acting like the center that everybody thought he was going to be. Yep. Yeah. So there's a guy that I kind of look forward to, to seeing. Um, yeah. uh, He's a really skillful player. Really, very I skilled mean, player. Very and skilled. if he, you know, you, you have to have that uh, – that type of player on your power play. We were the worst power play in the league last year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the worst. I mean, that's like, how do you do that? That's hard to yeah, do. Yeah, that's, that's hard to do. That really, really is, is hard to do. So, uh, having that type of skill. Um, and if you look at the lineup, I mean, you can go through the lineup and, and, and say, well, you, you need this, you need that. I mean, uh, would Nate Thompson come back? A guy like Nate Thompson, a guy who... He's a flyer because he plays hard. Yes. Sure. He'll drop the gloves. He does that. But he's he's probably a little older now. Mm-hmm. But that goes back into your center position. Could you start the season with Couturier, Pays, uh, um, Frost, and Thompson? I don't know. I mean, it's it's all those different things. I'm just taking the center position. Right. Who right, knows? Right, right. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy that I think is going to be absolutely spectacular, and I don't want to go off script or anything here, is, is Tippett. Mm. Yeah. But he's got a kid. This kid's a player, and I was just absolutely shocked on how well he shoots the puck. He knows when he's going to shoot the puck, and and when he does shoot, every time he has a chance of scoring. Those are the kind of guys we need. We didn't have anybody that could score goals. That's right. right. And uh, so looking at him on the right side, when you got uh, connecting there, you've got Atkinson there. He might be a little small on that side, mm-hmm. but still, I think you got a lot of talent. So... And you've had you missed Atkinson for a while. Yes. Yep. You missed Farabee for a while. Mm-hmm. These are who just, didn't? You, who didn't miss time? Yeah, who really? did not? I mean, I mean, really. So you just keep going on. So now yeah. you like to say, okay, let's put it down. We were we're we're, we're up against the cap. Um, so everybody's uh, in Flyerland is waiting to see what's going to happen, and I think it all starts with the coach. That's whoever they pick as the coach, they'll go from there. If yeah, that makes I sense. Agree. Yeah. No, I agree. There, there's some work to be done, and. There are probably going to be a couple people that have to be moved to try yeah, to sign some free agents. The game. So there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot going on, and it will be interesting to see, uh, you know, what what we do here, what the Flyers do. Yeah. So, well, building off that, I mean, you mentioned the coach, obviously uh, the pillar, but I mean, obviously, got to you know build a team around the coach. I mean, there's some pieces missing, obviously, right? Yeah. You, you move G, and you know, you got you know 60, 70 points, easy gone. You gotta replace those points and some, right? Just right. To, just to be a playoff team. That's exactly correct. Um, wh- how do you see how do you see them maneuvering in the off season um, to to fill those voids? Um, I know it's not an easy question to answer, but I mean, is there anything that you've been hearing or? Well, no, I haven't. I actually no. That's uh, it's been very quiet. Yeah, yeah, it has actually. It's been very quiet. I think that uh, um, there's obviously. You know discussions. I mean, they're they're working very hard to figure out what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the draft coming up. Um, I don't think it's a very good draft, right? And they have what the number five pick. Um, I don't think you can count on going into a draft and say, "Yeah, our number five pick's going to jump right in and play." Right. Um, if you get that, it's a real bonus. But we haven't had a lot of luck with that. No, as players no. from drafts jumping right in and playing. Mm-hmm. I, I I think you just gotta. Like, everybody's going to have a different thought process. You look at it right now, you know that you're up against the cap. Uh, I would start with the coach, who the, the coach is going to be. Who's going to be your captain? Because, you know, Claude Drew's gone after nine years. Now you got to have somebody pick up that slack and 
provide a culture that is a winning culture. Mm-hmm. And you want to be able to start off with a good, uh, a good attitude. You want to have a guy that's been here, understands the circumstance. Obviously, in my mind, Sean Couturier would be yeah, the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a quiet leader. He's not a real boisterous guy, but he's a quiet leader. And I think that by his, uh, there's two ways of being a leader. You can be a leader on the ice and a leader off the ice. And I think he's both. He's mm-hmm. a quiet leader off the ice, but his game itself will will speak for itself. He yep. shows up every night. Yeah, yep. I would think he's the guy that should be the captain. I would think so too, yeah. And then once you get that decided, you can keep moving through your forward positions and your wing. I mean... Um, there's some question marks on the left side with James Van Reevesdyke. Is he going to uh, stay here? Is he going to, you know, move on? Yeah. I mean, he's uh, 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 at a point um, where well, he's probably got a couple of years left. I yeah. would say I'm not saying he still can score goals. There's no two ways about it. Yep. Probably as good as anybody's hand-eye coordination in front of the net. That's right. Yeah. But those are the things that, that you got to look at. You got to dissect it. You got to to. Uh, <laughs> evaluate what the player brings to the team. Now, mm-hmm. you've got to have some change. Usually it's around 30%. Have you ever noticed most teams now in the National yeah. Hockey League? They have about a 30% turnover sure. after a season. Um, so just taking that back, I mean, you're looking for defensemen, a couple of defensemen. Um, and the goaltending, I, I don't want to even, we won't get into goaltending right now. <laughs> Because I thought the goaltending was fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I thought I agree Martin Jones you. was great. I think yeah. Carter Hart made a comeback. I yep. thought he did a great job. Agreed. So I just leave that alone. I mean, you got to you got to fill a five and a six as far as your defense core is concerned. Uh, the right side or left side, I think McCune. Yeah. Um, I think McCune should spend some time with you. <laughs> no, I say this very sincerely. I think the kids... Good at what he does. Yeah. Okay. He like, understands. Mm-hmm. The only thing he needs to understand a little bit better is when to go and when not to go. Mm-hmm. That is one of the biggest um, attributes of a person like yourself when you played the game. You knew when you had to go out and take care of business. That's right. Uh, if something happened in the game before, we had an example of a game. And this is not a, a criticism of him because he, he did a great job. He yep. understands. Yep. Mm-hmm. But... We were playing Detroit, and one of their kids drilled Braun behind the net in the first period. And I said, this is the perfect time. The kid's a fighter. He'll go to the penalty box. We'll come out to begin the second period. That's when McCune goes skating over and says, hey, do we have a problem here? Because if you have a problem, let's take care of business. Nothing. Nothing. And those, those are the times that, the game hasn't changed in that way. Yep. The game is still one where you can... Yes, listen, I agree. If there's any problems, I'll be over here. That's all you got to do say. Mm-hmm. And, in this, and it changes the whole uh, dynamic of the hockey game, if that happens. It happened in one game this year when we uh, played the Rangers, and he beat the heck out of a guy, and we just took control of the hockey game. Yeah, I remember. And that's... Those are the little things, the little nuances that, you know, that, that just... Talk to the player a little bit. Explain to him what to do because yeah. the kid's got he, he's he's a flyer. Yeah, yeah he understands his position. Like. Yeah, 100%. yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And we've had him on the show. He's uh, he's wired the right way. He's coachable. Yeah, and I think he's really new to this role. Really, I mean, he didn't fight a whole lot before he came here. Right, uh, a little bit in the minors, but not a ton. Like he, this is probably his most uh, aggressive uh, season as far as fighting majors go. 
but I think he's uh, he's got more room to grow, understand the role more, and, and then you know pick the battles a little more. Pick, pick little the battles more. like he picked on Simmer yeah. in the end of the game when there was no purpose. In <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, right? That, that one was just like okay, yeah. well, I'll fight. A little street yeah, credit, and you know, yeah. Simmer. That's the that's the old against the new. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But I, I agree. Um, he's got the ingredients, and he and he's willing to learn. Like he 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 wants to learn. So just being a little more precise, uh, maybe probably being a little bit more uh, in your face too. Sometimes you know that's what I mean. Right. Like you know what I mean. And not, not even always about the fight. It's about puffing the chest out and acting a little tougher. Absolutely. Right. I mean, just, you know in, in the little words, the little little words, just saying you know like, I'll be over here or yeah, know. yeah. I mean, exactly. and and sometimes you don't have to fight because you've done, you know you've done the groundwork by. Right, puffing the chest a little bit, you know, That's and right. everybody knows, you know, sometimes because there's nights that you don't want to fight, but you still can't, you can't hide and you can't pretend that stuff's not going on. That's where you just maybe you got to act a little crazier and you know play the role I a little bit more agree. obviously. You know, Coatsy, you you know this as well. You you watch Simmer uh, Wayne Simmons play here forever. He he was one of the best. At, I mean, these guys. This was when when Riley was playing. It was still. You know, the game was a little different. The rules had changed, but it was still, like, the, you know, he's fighting LaRock. He's fighting these guys. But Simmer, like, even the, the last few years when I, when I was with the team, all he had to do was say something on the back. I mean, he wasn't even on the ice sometimes. He would stand up and say, hey, you know, like, come here if you want to talk to someone, if you're going to you touch him again, blah, 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 all that stuff. But he used to go into scrums, Coatsy, and guys would be looking for quarters on the yeah. ice. They didn't even want to look oh, at yeah, the Oh, yeah, no, no, no. They didn't want to look <laughs> at the oh, no. It's a real thing. So, and I said that to Sidney Crosby one day. Uh, we were in Pittsburgh uh, two years ago, and we were kind of fooling around with uh, Phil Kessel, and, and uh, I, I was telling him that, him and G were going to fight from the year before in the playoffs. And he was like, no way, no way. But then uh, <laughs> Wayne ended up, or uh, sorry, Sidney uh, Crosby ended up saying uh, something about Wayne. He goes, this guy's a beast. I said, and I just said to him what I told you. He goes, that's the truth. He comes into a scrum. You see guys just scattering, yeah. you know, but once you get that in your game, I guess, you know, puffing your chest, like Riley said, it's, it, it means a lot, you it's know, huge. It's absolutely huge. That's one. When you take a look at the teams uh, that are in the playoffs right now, they have that element. Yeah, yep. exactly. They yep. have that element. Yeah. And you've got to have it because it makes everybody in the locker room feel better. Don't 100%. I think, you know, sure you're looking does. around and say, okay, we're playing the Washington Capitals tonight. They got Tommy Wilson. Well, we got McCune. Yep. Okay. So we're all right now. Yep. Okay. And that's, it's so important because it makes the other 20 guys feel, or the other 19 guys in the locker room feel, okay, we're fine. If you're looking around that locker room and you're going, uh, oh, they boy. got uh, Tommy Wilson yeah, and they got Holloway. Okay, we're going to be in trouble tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're in trouble. Well, that's the worst thing that can happen. You haven't even got on the ice. Yeah, I yeah. know, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it, it is Hathaway. a... Hathaway. I was thinking about Gardner yeah, yeah, Hathaway. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, mind game. We're just building off that quickly. I mean, you, you talked about the Rangers earlier. You know, they filled the void with the coach, right? Amazing coach. And then they got the toughest guy in the league, Ryan Reeves. That'll go do back, it. You know, you go back last year when Panarin's getting slapped around by... Uh, oh, yeah, uh, Tommy, you know, Wilson. To Tommy Wilson. That would never happen now. You know what? It's interesting because if you remember correctly, if you look at what happened chronologically, mm -hmm. they got rid of Lemieux. Yes. Right. That's and everybody true. went, why would you get rid of Lemieux? Yeah. yeah. You've got Panarin. You've got uh, Bushnevich. You've got all these guys that need to be protected. What are you doing? Next thing you know it, Wilson beats the heck out of them. I and, know. They're, they're, and then the owner gets all ticked off. They, they fire the general manager. They fire the coach. 
It's simple. Yeah. It's yeah. really simple. So simple. they they actually did a heck of a job going out and getting Ryan Reeves to say. I agree. And that goes back to the the element of uh, uh, where the, the the player that's not the fighter, let's say it's a Panarin, mm-hmm. he can now skate around to anybody and says, uh, if uh, you go near me, anybody needs to talk, there's a guy named Reeves <laughs> yeah, over there. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly okay, right. just, just for a little knowledge, okay? Yeah. Ryan Reeves yeah. is yeah. over there if there's any problems, okay? Exactly. It changes exactly. the attitude big time. Change it. Man, I mean, it's, it's just chip on your shoulder, up. right? Yeah. I mean, everyone's tough now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, I, I got Riley Cody over there. Got any problems? Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I tried that in our men's league game, and he, he wasn't there for me, and I got <laughs> shit kicked, Coatsy. Oh, did you? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm not dropping the men's. Look around. Look around. <laughs> it's like I said, look <laughs> yeah. around the room. Exactly. Uh, Coatsy, I want to uh, go back to uh, maybe tell us a little about it. Your start in hockey, like playing wise, like when you started playing and and uh, like nineteen oh two or oh, no no oh. <laughs> you know what Steve that's uh, man you know you used to you know you used to drop the testament I know you used to drop the mitts don't get some don't good stats there Coatsy. 47 years now in the professional hockey business. So For you, yeah. it's amazing. Unreal. It is. It's scary. It's great. Um, how did I do this? I grew, grew up in Toronto. Yep. Played uh, junior uh, for Markham for three years. Markham Silowax, which okay, is... That's what I was going to ask you. Silowax. What was that? Silowax that- was a company back in those days. Uh, that's instead what it was. of just okay. being... It's called Markham Waxers now. Uh, okay. 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 Um, so all those junior B teams in those days... Were, were sponsored like gotcha the team name was a sponsor. I saw that I, name I, I, and yeah, I was I like, said to him I'm like I wonder what their logo could have been you know like seal yeah. wax and I saw See, that it was the MJBHL I Riley I didn't say it coach he was like is that that might be the major junior ball hockey league is that <laughs> where it started where the hell is that <laughs> <laughs> no that was the name MTHL yeah. that's what I play <laughs> Metro Toronto Hockey League yeah no I'm and then kidding. I play the Ontario Junior for three years. Yep. I was living big then. I was making $2.50 a game. Wow. I think that's what oh, I Oh, yeah. I was days. killing it. <laughs> that's <laughs> big awesome. Time. And then, uh, but uh, and, and Markham is a, a had a lot of Adam Oates played in Markham. Bob oh, Damon wow. played in Markham. Steven Stankos played in Markham. No way. Oh, I no. There's a lot of, lot of players in National Hockey League, former and present, that played in Markham. That was a, a hotbed of junior B hockey. And then I went to Michigan Tech. Yep. Uh, university on a hockey scholarship. I didn't go to visit the school prior there, and it was a little bit of an awakening when I got there. It's Michigan Tech's way up in the upper peninsula of uh, Michigan. It's 275 inches of snow a winter. Oh, boy. 4,000 guys, 300 girls. And they wonder where I learned how to drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, you, used to have to call, you used to have to go in October for, to get a date for February. <laughs> <laughs> I guess when when people say the more you drink, the better they look. What are your deal? (laughs) Only three hundred. Let me three hundred girls. Three hundred girls. Two hundred seventy-five inches of snow. Okay, that's where we learn how to play hockey. Yeah, I I, got to say this real quick. I've known Cozy since I was a little kid. He's been great to me my whole life. Uh, You know, my dad was his trainer in Maine and and, in Philly and everything. And uh, I, I, I. I have to say, like, I didn't know you had played college until you and my good buddy, Mikey Aldridge, yeah. were talking because he was an equipment guy there. He's the head equipment manager with the San Jose Sharks, right. and he was with me with Team USA at the Olympics. And uh, I didn't know that till then. So, yeah, 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 Mike Aldridge is the guy that came yeah. out of Michigan Tech. Yeah. 
when when you played when you played college, I'm being honest. I'm, this is an honest question. Like I know you played pro without a helmet. Like back then in college, did you did they even have helmets? Or oh you, yeah, you, no, you no. played with a helmet. Okay. I wore a helmet. Okay, um, I wore Spaps, the the original ones, the one that Bobby Haggard. Yep. Uh, and Butch Goring wore it for years. Yes, that yes. White helmet was one piece of plastic in the in the middle and then front and back. Yeah. And then right. we went to the CCM. We went to the CCM, and uh, at that time it was a, a whole different look. And uh, I actually fractured my skull with it on. No way. Well, back in the day, this will really surprise you. In the, my last year, they changed the rules, but before that. You couldn't, as a forward, moving into the offense or a defensive zone, the defenseman could hit you, but I couldn't hit the defenseman. Wow. Oh, yeah. Three years when I played like that. Um, So you could go in the corner and get your brains beat in by them, but you couldn't come back and, like, you couldn't take the man out. You couldn't do anything like that. So all of a sudden, in uh, my senior year, the first game, we're playing Lake Superior State. On, and I like to take the body. So the guy came around the net, and I went right after him. Next thing you know, I was laying on the ice, and I had a, a, a broken my nose. I had a concussion, and a, on top of that, I had a fractured skull with from a helmet, helmet on. Yeah. With a helmet on. So, wow. so yeah, we wore helmets, but they didn't work. No, yeah, no, no, obviously not. Those helmets. <laughs> yeah, that's the, oh man. Yeah, I, I really animal. did wonder that because I know you played without a helmet. Didn't no, you? I didn't. Pro, I came in pro, in, did you? I came. Huh? In pro, did you no, play without a helmet? No, I came here in. In 73 for training camp and uh uh i said to somebody i said should i wear a helmet and they said no shows you're scared hmm. i said okay so i didn't wear a helmet wow hmm. no that's that's interesting it's just well yeah my height too yeah right yeah, yeah. it's funny perfect height Coach, for getting elbows of the skull yeah years later it's funny when visors became like available guys wouldn't wear them because only like say europeans were wearing them and then next obviously now it's a rule like yeah. there's a handful of guys left but i feel like now the way the speed of the game the puck the way as hard as it shot i mean even when you played it still shot hard but i think everyone should have a visor on i don't it's tough probably when you're fighting but yeah. i don't know it's just so many pucks getting deflected and oh I, yeah I don't for know. sure yeah the speed of the, the game deflection is- you know what it's amazing there's not more people hurt the way they sh- shoot the puck now from the point and and the way they block shots and things like that, it's really absolutely amazing to me. Obviously, the equipment's come so far. I would never, back in the day, you wouldn't block a shot. Are you kidding me? That's why the, <laughs> the goalie's, goal, yeah. the goalie's got the equipment. Yeah, yeah, I, know, right? yeah. I used to tell our goalie, a lot of flamingos. Said, if there's a minute to go or we're winning 2-1, I'll block a shot for you. Outside of that, I'm not going to do it. I mean, they hurt. Oh, the yeah. Way, and the equipment oh. was you know, inferior to what they have now. 100%. You get one in the toe. You get one in the shin. Oh, my yeah. goodness. It would just absolutely stink. Why do that? <laughs> yeah. Why? Now it's mandatory to block shots. Get the shot blocker. That's right. You're, you're, yeah, that's right. You're, you're coached into being in shot lanes. So, Coatsy, I, I saw um, your stats. Uh, Des Moines, is that how you say it? Des Moines. Des Moines. You, you were there. Was that the IHL? Des Moines Capitals, and yeah. You, what a year. So point per game guy. Yeah, back in the day, it was it was a pretty good year. We won the uh, Turner Trophy, oh, Turner wow. Cup, on the, I, on the IHL. The line actually, uh, Mike Emmerich made a big deal, but he was a the play-by-play guy for the Port Huron Flags that year. So uh, I got fortunate to play with a guy named Peter Mara and Ian McKinnon, and we uh, we spent the whole year with the highest scoring line, and then. Um, from there, I went south. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah <right. laughs> no, I actually, no. The next year, I went to Richmond, and I, I was I was hurt a lot, and uh, it was just a terrible year. Came back 
the next year and had 25 goals yep. in Richmond and then um, busted my hand in a fight. Dumbest fight I was ever in. Dumbest fight. Homer was on the ice the same time I was and uh, it was the first minute of play and I went after a guy named Jimmy Jones who wouldn't have done anything. And I don't know why to this day <laughs> I fought him. I got to the penalty box and I looked down and bones sticking out of my oh, hand. My oh, my God. So oh. that was the end of that. Jeez. Then so, I had the, you know, and then I, uh, next year, the franchise, the Flyers farm team moved to Springfield. Yes. And there was only uh, 10 of us. There was a, a time where the American Hockey League only had six teams because oh, the World Hockey oh. Association was flourishing at that time. That's right. Right. So there was 10 Washington Capitals and t- 10 Philadelphia Flyers players. And I was the captain, and uh, I can honestly tell you that I was probably the worst captain those guys ever had. I was, no, it was, no, it wasn't a good situation. We were out of the playoffs by Christmas. Oh, um, tough. And it was a train wreck. And yeah. uh, uh, I got traded that year to Detroit. And I had my, that was my downfall there is I had a breakaway against the D, against the New York Islanders. I blocked a shot, which was an accident. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I blocked, I blocked the shot. Okay, I it blocked It wasn't by shot. accident? It was an accident. Bert Marshall... <laughs> Took the shot, and somehow my hand got in the way. Okay, it hit me in the top of the glove. Now the puck is fired out into the center part of the ice. So now I got a breakaway. The crowd's going, yay! <laughs> I got skating into the blue, into the red line to pick up the puck because it would bounce kind of a little bit. I pushed it forward, and all of a sudden, my groin popped right oh, up into my belly. Oh, my gosh. And I couldn't, I couldn't move. I couldn't move. I got to the far blue line, and I... Got there, and I fired the puck in the corner and skated straight left to the bench. The crowd went from a yay <laughs> to a boo doing? to a boo in a very quick moment. Yeah. Okay? Now, you got to think, Chico Rush was the goalie. He's looking at me like, what are you, where are you going? It's a breakaway. So that was kind of the end of my time. I ended up playing five games in Detroit when I got traded there because I had a pulled groin. I couldn't do anything oh, about no it. You, you, scored, you had a G-note in Detroit in NHL. Yeah, I scored a goal. score on? Uh, Do you remember who he scored on? Yeah, Dennis Herron. He's never been the same since. No. He's not in the league anymore. No, no. They, he, <laughs> he, he was like, I can't believe this happened. <laughs> I, but I, the way I tell the story is that, thank God it went in, because it would have killed him if it hit him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah right. What a bomb. <laughs> oh, it was just unbelievable. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And you got dealt to Detroit with uh, Terry Murray? Terry Murray. I was and the end. a couple end. other guys, right? I was, I, I was the end. And, and Steve Coates? Uh, there was uh, uh, Bobby Ritchie, Dave Kelly, Terry Murray, and Steve Coates. I was the and. <laughs> yeah, you were and, the trolling. Uh, it was, the trade was for uh, Mike Corney, who was a big six-foot-six guy at that time. You know, That's a big he was He was big. And uh, Rick LaPointe, who was the number one, number one pick. So an interesting story about Rick LaPointe. You know, he was a very big player in Detroit. And for him to come to Philadelphia for... The four of us, everybody's going, who made that trade? What, why would Detroit make that trade? Alex Delvecchio was the, the uh, general manager at that time. So when you look back at it, you say, well, okay, I never thought about it like that. But Timmy Saunders is from Detroit, my play-by-play partner. Mm-hmm. 
And he was kind of uh, matter of fact about it, like very straightforward and didn't lie or mix words. He said that was the worst trade Detroit's ever made in their whole history. It's just your partner yet. Because I'm sitting, because <laughs> I was part of that trade. He says, we gave them Rick LaPointe for you. What, what is that? I said, it wasn't my fault. It's not my fault. I didn't make the trade. Touring I mean, that was a big, And you were hurt. That's not I good. got hurt. Yeah. So I coached at a record for losses. You you told me a story one time um, about when you and Homer played together in Richmond. Yeah. Um, and he had hurt his eye and That's got right. called up. You, you, can you tell that story? It was crazy. Sure I, I don't I know if I told you this, Riles. It's, it's wild. So. We it's got wild. into a we got into a uh, a fight at the end of a game in Springfield, Mass. And he got into it with the goalie. And we came out of the locker room. We're going on a bus trip to Hershey. And um, he, he was getting a secretion from his eye because it appeared like the um, netting in the catcher's mitt of the goalie got him in the eye. So he probably had a scratched cornea, mm-hmm. okay, which is what he had. And so went to the hospital, and the doctor told him, do not take this patch off for three days. So he had the patch on because he had a scratched cornea. Mm-hmm. We go to the locker room or the next morning for practice on a day off in Hershey, and I said, uh, where's Homer? Uh, he got called up. Called up. He's not <laughs> Off came the <laughs> so, Pirate. <laughs> so he played, got called up and played. Next thing you know, though, they were in Boston, and they had to take him to the eye. He had a problem, like a, a reaction to taking the, ma- uh, the uh, patch on, or off, rather, and he actually passed away on the table in Boston. Can you believe that? Flatline. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, true story. Wow. Yeah. He, he's not that. hard-headed at all. No. Homer. No, but that would be, that's a typical hockey player. And I hope he doesn't get mad for me telling the story. I think it's a, it, it it's tells you a lot un- about him. He, yeah, it sure does. He wants does. to play the game. He was a hard player. Yeah. He, was a, he was a team guy. He came tonight to play every night. Interesting that the organization would actually call him up having that injury, though. Right? They wouldn't know. Yeah, back in the day, it was the, nobody knew your, your medical guy was oh, your equipment so, guy. Like it wasn't. Oh, so you know it wasn't, it wasn't diagnosed was? at the time. We were trying right. to get a hold of the medical guy. Where do you think he was? Yeah, bar. Who was at the track? <laughs> oh, it's the track. I thought you were going to say <laughs> the bar. You <laughs> yeah, you're trying to get Earl. Okay, yeah, Earl. He's at the track. Okay, yeah, fine. The guy's got a bad eye. Yeah. Yeah. The Pirates of the Caribbean. On yeah, 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 yeah. Johnny Depp. Well, but Homer, Homer was the real deal. Yeah. yeah no doubt. So speaking of Homer, I, I. I Known him my whole well since I was probably met him when I was about seven or eight. Um, always been great to me. Owe him a lot. Uh, played basketball a lot with him because that was one of his favorite workout things to do. Everybody's heard all the stories about it. Get it would get ugly. It was basically hockey but basketball. I mean, against hockey rules, you know, yeah. you were allowed to hit elbow, all this stuff. But uh, how scary was he? Like back then, was he? Was he like a, just a scary man? Because if you look at the pictures when he was playing and he had that scowl on his face, I mean, I would have been scared. Yeah. I was scared to death of him anyway. But he was a he was just a type of a flyer player. Right. That's what he was. I mean, he came. We got him from the Minnesota Fighting Saints. He came to Richmond, and I remember when he first came into the locker room and he's sitting there and he was built. Yeah, he was cut, and I went. I mean, hockey players were built like that. Then. Yeah. Okay. And I said, you lift weights? He says, no. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so we had got him from the Minnesota Fighting Saints for the World Hockey Association. He came, and I don't think he played 
10, 15 games at Richmond because they knew what they had up there. This guy was a big, tough, right-handed shot, and he fit in just like perfect. Right. Just absolutely perfect. And he's gone on to have a heck of a career. Yes, for sure. And deservingly so. Yeah, 100%. Coach, I was going to ask you, um, I think we all know about guys getting traded in hockey. Uh, Never heard of someone getting sold in hockey. Oh, I told you that story. Yeah, Yeah. I got sold, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well... (laughs) I, I had a lot of things happen to me as a player. Uh, yeah, I was playing for the Philadelphia Firebirds, which was Colorado's farm team, under contract to Detroit because Danny Belisle had become the, the coach of the Philadelphia Firebirds of the American Hockey League, and I had played for Danny in Des Moines when we had, I had such a good year. So he thought I still had that in me. <laughs> Mistake. But uh, So we're halfway through the year in uh, – with Philadelphia, and I got a phone call from Jimmy Skinner. I came in from practice. They said, give Jim, Jimmy Skinner a call. He needs to talk to you. And he, I uh, got him on the phone. I said, Mr. Skinner, Steve Coates. Oh, yeah, Coatsy, Coatsy. Listen, you're screwing up our reserve list. So uh, uh, we just sold you to the Firebirds for a, do- a dollar. But don't worry. Don't worry. You'll get paid. It's just that we sold your rights. Okay? All right, bye. <laughs> just like that. For a dollar. For a that box. was it. That was it. I got sold for a dollar. Wow. Did, did you ask him why only? I thought I should have got more, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. At least two. I, I mean, I've, it was. In those days, you said, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yeah. And oh. I was still getting paid. So. Yeah, there you go. So you, you, won, uh, you won the cup, the Turner Cup in the IHL, and then you won a Calder Cup in the American League, correct? I was, uh, yeah, but I got. I was on that Calder Cup team that won the championship, and um, your dad. And Turk Evers always reminds everybody, because they were the two equipment guys who did a great job for the Maine Mariners, said that the reason we won the Calder Cup is they didn't play me. <laughs> didn't you play did, in the no, last game? You played in the last game, right? You told me a really interesting story about Mr. Burke, Brian Burke. Oh, wow, Coming yeah. up to you a few years ago. Brian Burke and I, were we were both on that team, and I played that game, and Burke, he didn't play. So to this day, every time I see him, he goes, Where's my ring? I says you got a ring. I didn't. It wasn't my fault that McCammon played me and not you. Why are you blaming me? Oh, man. Because we won that one game. The last game was in Maine. Okay. And uh, uh, he was was hot about it. And so to this day, to this day, now that was what? That's uh, 32, 42, 50 years ago now. Jeez. Does that make sense? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Oh, it can't be that much. It's close. It's close because it was, uh, sep- what, 70? 77, 78. Yeah, sem- yeah, it's close. 42, That's 32, close to 42, 42. 42 years, right. yeah. 42. And to, to this day, like, we're in Toronto, not at the end of the year, this year. Hey, how's my ring? I said, you, I got your, you got your ring, I got mine. <laughs> now, we're dear friends. Don't know, yeah. don't get me wrong. But to this day, because I played the last game. In front of him. Wow. Yeah. Berkey got scratched. And was, poor Cage, he can't even Berkey. yell at Cage. He just passed no, away. Uh, no, yeah, poor guy. Yeah. Exactly. Was, uh, was Berkey tough when he played? Yes. He was? Yeah. He was really tough. He yeah. only played one year pro, I believe, right? Just He, he actually uh, played the one year in Maine, and he went back to, to Harvard Law School, got his, his uh, law degree, then became an agent. An agent became, after being an agent, he was a general manager, general manager, and he was vice president of the National Hockey League for a while there in the early 90s. Right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, I, forgot I forgot about, about that. that. that yeah. yeah, he sure was. That's oh, right. yeah. So, no, he's he's a very talented guy, knows his hockey. Yeah. Uh, 
great guy to go have a beer with. Yeah. And so, yeah, he, he's, uh, he's done very well for himself, but yeah, he only take, think about that one year. And then he says, okay, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Anymore. He made the right choice for sure. Yeah. Um, career. He's had Cause I, you know, I, I always wondered like, you know, knowing him as a GM and how he built his teams, right. He was obviously pro toughness every team he had. Right. I mean, right. Um, but then I remember looking back on his like hockey DB stats. He played one year, and then I yeah. looked into like his fighting majors, and I didn't really find any evidence of him actually being tough. You know what I mean? No, no, he was tough. So I wanted to make sure but that you see the problem with that is that we had we had a guy named Jimmy Cunningham. Okay, who um, he was he was tough, and um, there was a lot of guys on that main team that, that could take care of business. So he kind of just blended in perfectly. All right. Just, and then the year after that, um, that's when I was with the Firebirds, and that's when Maine was really stacked. Glenn Cochran, yeah. Jimmy Cunningham, um, oh my goodness. And then Paul Stewart wanted to take on the world. Oh boy. <laughs> Did, you've never heard that one? No. Well, Paul Stewart, the former referee, right, yes, I yes. played with him with the Philadelphia Firebirds. Okay. And he was a guy that would fight anybody. And I, I, whether Stewie won any fight or not, it's not my decision to make. How's that? Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. So we're getting beat, I think, 7-1 in Maine at the end of the second period. Beck Whitland's our coach. He comes in, starts screaming about the fact that nobody's got any balls. We've got to do this and do that. And the guys that we have, they're supposed to take care of business, aren't taking care of business. We had two, the, uh, Paul Stewart and Billy Jack. So let's get to, just... There's going to be some guys out of a job tomorrow. He throws the tape in the air, and that's it. So here comes Stewie. Stewie goes in. He starts throwing sticks, goes into the bathroom, comes out, throws some more sticks, picks the, the, the tape table in the middle of the room, fires that out, says, I'm not losing my job over you guys. And I said, oh, no. I was sitting oh, with Gordy Brooks. I said, oh, no, we're in trouble now because <laughs> Maine's loaded. Yeah. No, you got John Paddock. They got Al Hill, Glenn Cochran, Jimmy Cunningham. I mean, they're loaded. So we're skating around now in the warm-up for the third period, and Cunningham, I mean, uh, Paul Stewart's yelling at Cunningham, screaming at him. You think, man, man, and Jimmy's going, look at the score, you stupid yeah. idiot. <laughs> Take a look at that. And Stewie's going, oh, I'm going to give it to you and all that. Next thing you know, Normie Barnes grabs me. Oh, Norm Barnes, yeah. I remember okay, that, now yeah. Barnes and I played in Richmond together, and... You know what the rules were in those days? You did not take your eye off of the guy that grabbed you. It was like that. You had your hand ready, and you didn't move. If you did, you are going to get... If you didn't, you are going to get hit right in the head. Oh, yeah. So I didn't pay attention to Barnes. He says, you got to watch this. I said, Barnes, I'm not going to look. He says, Coatsy, just go. I'm going to turn you around here. we got to look at this. And uh, Jimmy Cunningham is just killing him. He's now like... I mean, I've never seen a guy. He got, he was in a, a real good fight. There. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> so now all of a sudden, okay, let's go back. Let's start the game. No, 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 no. He's not done yet. Now he wants to fight Glenn Cochran. Now he oh. got shit kicked, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now he wants to fight Glenn Cochran. <laughs> and Glenn Cochran just tunes him up. So now he's in the corner, in the corner of the, uh, the rink, and he's bleeding out of both eyes, okay? And the, uh, there's a lineup now because he keeps going like this to everybody. Oh, my God. And we're not doing a darn thing. I'm not. Okay. So now you got all these other guys lined up to go after him. The referee comes over and says, Coatsy, get him out of here, please. And so the picture of me taking him off the ice in Maine 
I mean, Stewie will tell you about this. I mean, it happened. It was, it's a, that's what happened. Yeah. Because they did a big article on him in, in uh, Sports Illustrated, the picture of him in the corner being escorted off the ice by me is in Sports Illustrated. Oh, I, well. I got to go back and find Baller. that. Baller. got to check that out. Baller. We'll, uh, find, we'll find it. Baller will find it. But the, uh, yeah, that was, uh, and then we got beat 13 to 1. Wow. Yeah, Favi was guessing wrong that night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then what, Paul Stewart became a ref after that? Or yeah. That was that, that he was, was a good referee. Yeah, was, I know he was. Yeah, I'll he was. tell you what, he's a great story, Paul Stewart. Good guy. Yeah. Uh, was When I came to training camp here in 1973-74, he was doing the laundry for the Flyers. No Come sure. on. He was going to University of Pennsylvania wow. for school. He was, uh, And he would work part-time for the Flyers doing laundry. Next thing you know, he's... Oh, my God, Paul Stewart's in the World Hockey Association, playing for the Quebec Nordiques. Wow. And then ended up playing with us in Philadelphia for a short period of time. Then he became a referee. Hmm. And one thing about Paul Stewart, knowing the way he played the game and understanding the game, that made him a really good referee. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, he could manage a game. He understood what to do. And a good guy, too. Yeah, Yeah, I got some thick skin, I'm sure, especially after taking a few beatings and... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spe- Knowing the game like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, Coatsy, speaking of uh, training camps, that we cannot uh, tell any stories here because we protect everyone. But uh, training camp, I remember my dad telling me a couple stories about the boys getting together and having a little show at a contest that was at the Westerners. Yeah, we say. can't talk uh, about we, that. We're not. We're not. But uh, <laughs> what do you think would happen if the guys tried what was going on back then these days? Arrest or... I would jail say that you'd probably all be in jail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We won't get I would, think, be out. I would think in the world today, for anybody in, in any kind of business or any kind of thing, the things that happen, nope, those days are gone. <laughs> yeah. Jail time for sure. Yeah. Uh, some fun, great stories. Oh, oh my God. Um, now, let me ask you this. You've seen a ton of pranks. Because you've pulled some yourself. I won't bring up the night I uh, got into your room in Montreal and you didn't know it. I was behind the curtains. Oh. <laughs> it probably wasn't the smartest thing That's I did. That's probably why he had a heart attack. No, no. He, he, he was actually... I didn't scare him as good as I thought. I had it on video. Uh, I don't know if I still have it, but uh, I just jumped out. And Coach was like, what the fuck? I knew it. The, the curtains weren't uh, closed when I, when I left. He I says. walked into the room. I walked into the room and I said, that... It's not the way I left this room. That's the strangest thing that I'm behind his curtains. Yeah. I mean, think about it. We, we were in Montreal. Yes, and we, I, we told the uh, lady down front, listen, I know this isn't normal. I'm with the team. It's his birthday. We're going to set some balloons oh, and stuff wow. up to surprise him because he had ordered. I don't know if you ordered Swiss Chalet that night, but you, you like to do that Probably, in Ottawa. Yeah. Um, he had food being delivered to the room, so I, I saw him. Uh, paying his tab there. We were having a um, couple sprites downstairs in the uh, bar. And uh, so I ran up ahead of him and I and I got in there and I kept flying out of the curtains. He's like, whoa, you fucker. I knew it. The curtains, you know, it was pretty good. But um, let me tell you that that's a little unnerving. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. Not, that's a little unnerving. Uh, I had to do it quick because you never know what's going to happen. Right. Someone walks in a room. I had to do it right away because I didn't want to be hanging around. But uh, what I was going to ask you, Coatsy, is like, what's one of the best pranks you've seen? I mean, even going way back, because you guys were pretty ruthless. I heard cutting uh, cowboy boots the guys would wear, shoes, jackets. I mean, Yeah, Yeah, a guy would leave and he didn't know he had a hole in the back of his coat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, The one I've always been very proud of, I I, was one of my guy named Mike Lampman. 
was in Richmond and he came in one night after or one day and when I was in the shower or something, he took all my clothes and he tied them in knots. <laughs> well, it's really hard, believe it or not. Oh yeah. That's a lot yeah. of work. Now you got your jeans, you got take, it's all tied tied in knots. I said, I'll get him. He had bought a brand new Porsche. Oh boy. Uh, oh boy. He used to park it, he was like his little baby. He'd park right down in front of the Richmond Arena. So I went and got four chairs. I took those tires off and I took them. And I put the Porsche on four chairs. No sitting way. Sitting in front of Richmond Arena. <laughs> oh, that, and then, just so it would make him really feel bad, I didn't bring the tires back because he didn't know who had them. Oh. Wow. <laughs> so that, that car stay, stayed there that night with the four chairs. That's, That's impressive. That's a good one. That is a good one. Did you yeah, ever figure it out? I'm very proud of that one. Did you ever figure it out? There was you? Uh, oh, yeah, he knew. Yeah. I yeah. told him the next day. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the next day. I told him the next That's day. That's pretty good. I'm yeah, sure. I've, I've seen a, a few good ones, too. And I figured, I, I'm sure you saw a ton. Oh, yeah. That, that you can't do anymore. It's a, it's a little different now. Guys are more sensitive. Well, all the different. It's not, it's not even just, it's the, the world today. Yeah, yeah, The exactly. world today doesn't, uh, I don't know if the word condone uh, or allow, whatever. But yeah. It's, a little soft. Know, we we yeah, just keep moving soft. on. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Coats, we yeah. don't have to. One thing for sure, for especially for me. If I pass away tomorrow, I can't worry about if I had just done this. Yes, that's true. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. I've 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 had a heck of a time. I tell you what, yeah, you Coatsy, uh you're you're a tough man. I gotta I gotta tell this, uh, Riles, I'm not sure I told you this one, but um a few years ago you you, you ruptured your Achilles tendon. Yeah. And I, I I mean like we were we were going to have some dinner and uh, the funny thing was, not funny at all, but I tried to grab Coatsy's arm just because we were in this little bit higher of a van. He goes, get fucked, get off me. I don't fucking need you. And he jumps down, but he just hit funny. And he turned his ankle, and, and he's like, I'm all right, I'm all right. And he's walking. We go in, uh, we get some ice. We're just like, hey, throw some ice on it. Next thing you know, look up, Coatsy's, he's dancing, you know, so got the music going. And uh, but he's like, I, th- I think I'm all right. Well, it turned out he literally ruptured wow. that thing. And I, I remember his his love for golf. You were like, I'm going to Florida this week because we had that break. We had that, you know, the NHL has the break now. Mm-hmm. He was going down with Mr. Clark to play golf all weekend. And he, I, I never, you were, you were rattled, but you were like, rattled. he was I standing there so. going, I think I could, pl- I'm pretty sure I could play. And the doctor came <laughs> in and he goes, uh, look, when I hit here, your, your ankle should move. And it didn't. He goes, your Achilles. Yeah. Uh, Drew tendon. was on the other, Drew was on the other trading table. The orthopedic guy for the Bruins came in and said, you need to, you have a torn Achilles tendon. Wow. And I didn't, I wasn't listening to him because I was walking the hall waiting for it. I had taken my brace off, which wasn't very good. But I said, I'm fine. I don't need anything like that. And. And uh, uh, and D kept saying to me, "Well, you gotta you, you gotta lay off that. If that thing's, uh, I'll be fine." And the next thing you know, here I am with the Achilles tendon. Wow, that's and, no joke of an injury. No, and you should have seen that the when, once he had the surgery, he sent me a picture of, of the scar. I mean, God, that's that's not a great injury. No. But with your toughness is one thing, and you can't. I think he had the quickest recovery of anyone with that surgery really, you yeah. were playing golf i couldn't believe you, you said oh I'm, i must have messaged you for something and uh, like i always do probably a room in ac is always well, i went to uh, we went uh, on the road remember i went i should never have done that calgary vancouver edmonton you had the wheelie thing i had the scooter um scooter boy scooter boy so that was uh i think that was about 
three weeks after I had yeah. the surgery. And then you ended up golfing, though. I remember when you, I had messaged you or called you, and you're like, I'm on the course. And I'm like, already? You're like, yep. Still shooting two under, three unders. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Ringer. He's yeah, a ringer. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm a short stepper. Short, short stepper. Yeah. Riley's golf game's unreal. <sighs> yeah. Usually yeah. find pieces of golf balls after he hits them. It's an ugly Kind of like the pucks used to. Yeah, stick yeah. Out a little bit. Pretty much the same. Chop them in half, yeah. Coatsy. Same Mets, you know. <laughs> Four hours Rock of entertainment. Art. Yeah. Yes, it is. He usually doesn't last that long. He plays about eight or nine. He's like, yeah. boys, you guys take over here for a tournament. <laughs> yeah, it's ugly. No, it's not that bad. Coatsy, I was going to ask you, I've, I've heard you speak different events, golf tournaments, ton of jokes, right? I mean, you're known for all your jokes. Have you ever forgotten a punchline? Have I? Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Yeah? Oh, absolutely. My goodness, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I did that one night telling a Howard Eskin joke. Um, forgot the punchline totally. And then during the whole time, I didn't even remember it. So I just went <laughs> moved on. <laughs> Was that an Eshies tournament? No, Eshies tournament. The one up in Utica? Yeah, yeah. we were together. Oh, that one's not a good memory. <laughs> no, no. And you know what? I'm not... <laughs> Listen, it Coatsy got up there. You were funny as hell. You, you were telling a joke, and but you were more rattled than anyone else. Like you, were, I remember you sitting there. And me and him came over to you. We're like, "What's wrong?" He's like, oh, I, "I, I screwed my story up." And I was like, "I don't know. It was pretty good, I thought." And you, but you were just so rattled was, about uh, it. You know what happened there? Okay, <laughs> it was very nice that Eshi would invite us up to yes, to it was dinner. A okay, it was a uh, it was a charity event. It was sad for the charity. And, uh, but it was a roast of Robert Esch. Yes. No, it was a roast of Mark Recchi. That's, That's right. Yeah, it was yeah, Rex. Yeah, it was. You're it was right. Mark Recchi. So, okay, we're ready to go. Jonesy and I fly up. They have the dinner. Now, that, it was in a, it, we're driving up. I don't want to, uh, we doing all right for time. I don't oh, yeah, 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 we're no, good. You're fine. Yeah. We're driving up. I'm driving up and, uh, with, uh, a couple of guys and, uh, I called ahead to order some wine for for somebody when we got there. Right. Uh, no, we don't have alcohol here. I said, "What? What do you mean <laughs> you don't have alcohol?" It's I'm a coming to a, there. I'm coming up to a dinner. I'm coming to a dinner there. No, we don't have. We don't. It's a, the casino is dry. We're staying at Turning Stone. Yeah. Right. How, how can you go anywhere without? <laughs> so we drive up. We get there. Go to the dinner. And they do all the administration about the charity itself. And the person that got up to speak spoke before the roast started. Mm -hmm. Well, that obviously, because it was such a sad situation, the the whole room kind of went, oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So who's going to go first now when we start (laughs) being funny and get by? (laughs) Let's have Steve Coates come up here. Oh, my goodness. Talking about pulling teeth and trying to get people to laugh after. These people are all so sad. Yeah, yeah, right. It's unbelievable. So uh, I get up there, and Dennis Hall, who's the host or the MC, he's sitting there just when I'm going to tell you my, tell my uh, uh, like, the, the punchline. He say the punchline. And now I'm going, what, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so it was not a very good experience for me. And if you ever remember the commercial of O.J. Simpson uh, running through the airport to catch a plane, 
for a commercial. Mm -hmm. That's how I look the next day when I get to Syracuse. (laughs) I was out of there. It was a bad experience. Speaking about, you know, having a tough night on the dais. Oh, Oh, my goodness. It was a... It was a really a hard night. I, I I just I'll never forget it. Like coming up to you, uh, I saw you sitting at the table. Me and Riley, we just were like, "Yo, coach, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I, I, that wasn't good." I'm like, I don't know. I was laughing. Well, do you remember? I feel like I was drinking. Too. You know, the, you know <laughs> Dennis Hall is one of the finest guys in hockey. Yeah, and the other guy who I think is 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 probably as funnier is Jimmy Ralph, who's the color analyst for the Toronto Maple Leafs on radio, yeah, right. former goalie. Mm-hmm. Okay, he is absolutely hilarious. So they're on the. The day is two. So, and and here's Hall throwing my jokes out there. And so, it, it was a good event, but their timing was like, okay. It'd be yeah. like having a funeral. And then say, right. okay, let's go. Let's yeah, have yeah, some right. fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, so. It's, it's so good. Oh, well, you got to be sharp with that, right? I mean, like a stand-up comedian. I mean, and, and they all have their... There's a lot of people there, too. Yeah, there was, was a lot, lot of people. Of people yeah. There was 500 people yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. 500. Yeah, but when you got the floor and you and you're you're, you're rambling off on a joke, I mean, you got I mean, you got to be on, man, right? I mean, yeah. it, it happens that every stand-up comedian. I remember that. Bombs. Like, I, I can't remember where I was yesterday, but I remember that because they did have alcohol, and the bar was uh, in the back of the room, and so everybody gravitated to the back of the room during the like they actually were walking around like that. So it was like, oh, do you think this? The event started yet? Yeah. They were in the back drinking, so it didn't matter. Get me out of here. Oh, yeah, that's right. all I can remember. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Crawl into a hole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Disappear. Uh, I was going to ask you, too, um, as far as your 14 years in, in TV, right? I think that's what it was. Oh, I've been Four- on and off. 14. Consecutive years? Time. Yeah, 14 from 99 to 2014 and back in the 80s. Uh, at Channel 29, Channel 57, which is not, wasn't a good experience for me. But, um, yeah, 14 years. 14 Go ahead, years. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, just uh, your most memorable moment on that side of the fence. Because I'm sure you've seen it, it all. Well, I did so many great games. Um, five overtime game would be. Yeah. Wow, yeah. That, uh, I forgot probably that. one of the absolute moments in my career where. Um, and then to win it with Primo firing that puck, I mean, yeah, right, put uh, a shot. That yeah. was a that was a heck of a game, and it was a heck of experience. That was the great news. The great news was that it was it was great for the Flyers. We went on, and uh, it, it was a good hockey club. Um, the bad news is that we got it was so late that we got out that the bar was closed. <laughs> So that's for sure. Yeah, yeah you got to understand. There's yeah. good time. Here yeah. you want to go celebrate, and you got nowhere to go. Gotta celebrate. go home. You could score that in the first overtime. Get it over with, boys. Five right. game. Five game. But um, I had, I've had a heck of a. I pinch myself every day at the years that I've had here. Um, my first year broadcasting was 1980. My partner was Gene Hart. How can you yep. go wrong there? Where your first yep. partner is Gene Hart? For sure. So. There's a lot of history, a lot of great memories, um, a lot of tough years, a lot of great years. And uh, um, as I said, I just pinched myself. They've had the opportunity to do that because there's a lot of stories. I could keep going on and on yeah. and on. But yep. the the, uh, the years that I was on TV and being tw- between the benches and things like that. Um, interesting about between the benches. The only thing I think that that lacked was the ability to see players like yourself that were witty and, and had all the good remarks, 
because that's not around anymore. Yeah. Right. Okay. You would think you're you're down there, right in the trenches that you're going to hear, and and there wasn't the chatter that there was back in the day. Um, that. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, but outside of that, I mean, I I I could like. The five games would stand out, but there's been a lot. Of, I mean, I can remember just like yesterday when uh, Tortorella tried to stall the, the fires in the getting into the shootout uh, with Linquist was the number one shootout goalie in the National Hockey League. Yep. Was that last game mm-hmm. at the Wells Fargo? Brian Boucher yeah. beat him in the shootout. That, yes. that one was like unbelievable. We went out to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah, a, that, that was, was a moment. great year. Yeah, so the, you, year. you remember those things and you remember the characters and the personalities, um, and. You know, very rarely in this business, you find somebody you walk away from and go, ah, that guy, I don't want to have anything to do with that guy. Right. It's, you could count them on your hand. Yeah. When yeah. it comes to the number of people on the flyers. And um, it, it's, I go back, you know, it's a bad sign with how, how long you've been with somewhere where there's only one coach that I've never known in the history of the flyers. Wow. One. Vic Stasiak, he was the first one. Was the first coach. Mm. Wow, um, that is, that's incredible. Yeah, Vic Stasiak is the only one I ever did not know. That's, that is incredible. Yeah, uh, that's it makes you feel old. Wow. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, Cody, you, you've been doing this so long here. There's a reason because yeah. you're really good at it. I'm not. I'm pumping your tires, but I'm. But it's the truth. That, uh, uh, there is a reason. They, yeah. you know, everyone loves you and and. Uh, you're a great person. You're great at the at the job, and you're fun to listen to. Like we said, I mean, you know, you you don't you don't sugarcoat things. You know, I mean, you gotta, you got to be honest, right? Because if you're not hey, honest, Dan, I yeah, mean, right. maybe sugarcoat well, a little bit, but a little bit paid and <laughs> we used to have a disclaimer when I first started. Gene Hart, myself, Steve Coates are paid and selected by the Philadelphia Flyers. We don't say that anymore, but that's what I do. I am paid and selected by the Philadelphia Flyers. People, mm-hmm. you say you're a homer, you're a homer, yeah, well, and I went. You know, it's interesting that you say that because every two weeks I get this little piece of paper in the mail. (laughs) And up in the corner, it's got this flyer logo. And then it's got my name and it's got a monetary amount. Yeah. And I'm paid and selected by the Philadelphia Flyers. (laughs) Okay, understand that. Exactly. I know. Well, you got anything else? Well, I was going to say, if anyone could ever be called a homer, Jack Edwards. No, you got to have, like, like Mr. He's Snyder wild. used to tell us, do not, I don't want to hear about the other team. I don't want to hear about the other team. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear about my team. Yeah. Yes, sir. Of course. Of course. Yes, yep. sir. You're right. So, that's simple as that. Yep. yep. That's why you're paid and selected by the Flyers, right? That's exactly correct. And you're a homer. Gene Hart myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome. Right on. Well, so, um, Coatsy, before we let you go, we got to ask you if you have any stories about this guy's old man, Sudzy. Oh, because I know you guys have a history working together. I, you know what? Partying together. I have, first of all, any of the stories, going back to what he said about the fact <laughs> times have changed, yeah. we would not be able to tell those stories. <laughs> okay? But understand something that he is a perfect example of the apple doesn't fall too far <laughs> yeah, from the tree. I know, right? Okay? Oh, They're man. one and the same. Yep. And uh, I had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun in the minors. Uh, but, uh, and David... He was always the uh, he was always one of the instigators to get things going. He was eh? the catalyst. Yeah, yeah. he was the that catalyst. Sound but, like me. But that would be uh, uh, for a different type of show yes. down the road. 
Yes. Two point gotcha. Yeah, yeah. We could we could keep you here for hours, Coach. So you've seen you've seen it all, man. <laughs> and uh, but we really do appreciate your Derek, time. Derek, it's my pleasure. It's yeah. really good to see you guys. It's, yeah, it's you I know you're having a great success with this show, and I appreciate the invitation. And I'd love to do it again. It was a lot yes, of fun. Absolutely. We'd love to have you again, Coach. Okay, thanks, thanks Coach. All right, thank you. 